Agutner Shabbos Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Bishpatim. Today is Mesechtas Peya Perek Beis Mishnavov and Mishnah Zayin. Now Mishnavov is an awesome Mishnah. It's so awesome, not because it teaches us any halacha. In fact, there's no halacha found in here seemingly, but there is an awesome Hashkafik Machshava point. Rabbi Shimon Ish Mitzpah was plowing in front of Rabbi Gamliel, and he had the following question. He had planted two types of chitin, two types of wheat, as we saw in the previous Mishnah. And he did not know the halacha. He did not know what to do. Do you take pay on, on only once, or do you take it twice? Because we look at it as two different meanim. And guess what? Rabbi Gamliel, the holy Rabbi Gamliel himself, did not know what to do. Which is our first lesson. If you don't know what to do, go to your rabbi. Your rabbi does not know what to do. You go to a bigger rabbi. So where do they go? To the ultimate place of Hora, the ultimate place of adjudication. The Lishkas Hagazas in the Beis HaMikdash. There was the Mizbeach. There was the part of the Beis HaMikdash as we normally think about when we think of the Beis HaMikdash or the Mishkan, the area where you brought the sacrifices. And off to the side was a room called the Lishkas Hagazas where the Sanhedrin sat. Where the elders of the, the eldest court, the highest court, sat and adjudicated the laws of the land. And I think this is very important to talk about, especially this week, Parashas Mishpatim, because the, this parasha opens up, the Eloha Mishpatim, and these are the laws, says Rashi. What's the connection between the laws we're going to read about this week? The laws, the civil laws, the laws all about, the laws all about, all about how we should conduct ourselves living in a civic society, how we should conduct ourselves if my shar gores your shar, if my ox gores your ox. Why, why are these juxtaposed to the previous, the previous parashan Rashi gives two reasons. One is to tell you the same way. We got the whole Torah at Har Sinai. The laws of Shofar, the laws of Shemitah, the laws of Yovel. So too, we also got the seemingly mundane civil laws at Har Sinai. That they're anything but mundane, they're anything but civil, they're anything but just how do I actually live in a, in a healthy and normal fashion. Rather, these laws, which seem to be just mundane monetary matters, are halachic. They, are, they were given to us at Har Sinai. And number two, how did we end off Parshas Yisro? We ended off talking about the Mizbeach and how you should conduct yourself on the Mizbeach and how you should build and fashion the Mizbeach. And says Rashi that, says Rashi, it's so important to know that Sanhedrin have to always sit within a close proximity to the Mizbeach. In fact, if the Sanhedrin are not sitting in close proximity, i.e. they're not sitting in the Lishkas Agazes right off to the side, that creates an attenuated Bezdim system. Bezdim loses a lot of their power. So the Lishkas Agazes is always next to the Mizbeach because there is some sort of connection, which we're not going to discuss. You can think about and talk about your Shabbos tables between the Mizbeach and the Lishkas HaGazes and where the Sanhedrin sat. So he goes to Lishkas HaGazes Vishalu. Omer Nochem HaBalver. Mikubla Nimi Rebbe Mi Oshio. Shekil Mi Abba. Shekil Min HaZugos. Shekiblu Min HaNevi'im. Halacha Lemojim Sinai. He says, I got from my rabbi, who got from their rabbi, who got from their rabbi, the Zugos were the pairs, like Hill and Shammai, who got from the Nevi'im, got from the prophets, a halacha Moshe misinai, a law handed down to Moshe and Harsinai, b'zareya sedeu shnei minichitim, im osin garen achas, nosin pei achas, shtei gronos, nosin shtei peos. What we learned yesterday, if you make one big pile, effectively you're showing, you don't care about the fact it's two different variations of chitim. However, if you make one pile, Excuse me, if you make two piles, you show you care, and therefore you have to give payah on both of them. Mishdazayin. Sadashik kutsruhu akusim. Kutsruhu listim. Kismuru nimalim. You have a field. 
and a bunch of bandits come along and they harvest your field for you with the intention to take it with them. And for whatever reason, they got scared off. You came out there with your shotgun and you scared them off. But alas, your field was harvested. Or ants come and they, they, they chop down your, the ants eat away at the stalks and the, 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 the produce all falls down. Shibar to Harua, O Behema. An animal runs through your field and knocks down all, all and harvests everything effectively, cuts everything down. Or a tornado, a, a very windy day comes and knocks all the produce off the trees. Patruhu, all these cases, you're a potter from taking payer. Why? Because paya, paya is all about. And the reason for that is that Torah tells us it's when you harvest it, when you cut it. If someone else does it, someone who's not obligated in paya, so then you actually are exempt from. From doing pay it now. If you send a shliach, you hire someone to do it. That's considered you did it yourself. If you cut half and the listim cut half, if you the robbers cut half, you cut half, or all these other people do half, you're also potter because again, the point which in which you're chayiv and peya is when you're there for the kitzira. The Torah tells us. Um, the Torah tells us. When you are cutting it, and therefore barring you cutting it. Then there's no chiyav to take peya. Everyone should have a wonderful day, a wonderful Shabbos.